Hey, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Surgecast, Season Two, Episode Thirty Six, presented by Primal X Hockey and part of the Five in a Game Sports Network. I'm Zach Martin. I'm Cat Hunter. And if you're on the YouTube version when it does get posted, uh, Bailey is not currently with us on this episode. She's actually celebrating her birthday, so happy birthday! To Bailey, we are happy co- birthday, sister from another mister. I did not skip her in the intro. She's actually just not here. <laughs> yeah, no, she's no, she's not here. Uh, she's celebrating a birthday. She was supposed to join us tonight, but some plans get kind of held up a little bit and stuff like that. So she's not with us. She we might get her later on in this episode. We're not hundred percent, but I mean, she's celebrating her birthday. It's understandable. The baby is growing up. The baby of the search cast is growing up. <laughs> it's, it's the young ones. They just grow up so fast. <laughs> but but yeah, so me and Kat are both here. Our first time is for a long time since, even before Bailey was a host, that was you and me on a podcast. Just us two. So it's been a, it's been a bit. Was it, ever just, was it ever just me and you? I think my first episode, Bailey was there. No, I think you're. No, I think it was just us that one time, but I'm not sure though. Oh, it's no. been it's been a while. It's been a the while. Old, the old people are losing track. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. According to some people, 27 is old. So what does that make us then? Sign. <laughs> but we do have a special guest today. We were supposed to have two. Alex kind of had everything to kind of came up at the last minute so he's gonna be on his, next week's show his last thing being his birthday it's also his birthday so i guess we're saying a begrudgingly happy birthday to him but also you suck <laughs> we'll see you next week <laughs> so alex we do we, we understand we'll see you next week i know a lot of people were excited for a double ep- double guest episode but you know what though we still have an amazing guest today coming back for his third time you know him you love him he's an absolute beauty he covers the Chicago Wolves for Field Pass Hockey, which I also work for. So it's a great have a fun to have a colleague back on. And like I said, have a three-time guest. You'd love to see it. We got the one and only Andrew Rinaldi. Andrew, how are you doing tonight, bud? Hey, you know, for my hat trick appearance and feeling pretty good tonight. Uh, yeah, it's always a good time. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. And like you said, third time's the charm. Got a hattie, got a hattie episode. Like, why not? Why not have a little fun with it? So, but yeah, so. As we're recording, it's Thursday night. It is 9.47 on the East Coast. Uh, trade deadline week is here, and it's probably one of the most – it's probably the stressful week Hell for any it. hockey fan. Hell <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I didn't do Greek life, but I'm thinking of that, like, um, whatever they call that week where you, like pl- – oh, pledge week. I feel like it's oh. It's just pure hell for any hockey fan because you never know what's going to happen. It might affect you. It might not. While you're laughing at some team trading and doing something crazy, your team is doing something or they're not doing anything. And that stresses you out as well. Yeah. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're like the Arizona Coyotes and just get rid of like most of your team and all you're getting back is draft picks, that's kind of on you. Or you can make the Tampa Bay Lightning and give up like five draft picks and Cal Foot for Tanner Janot. Sure. Let's make that make sense. Welcome <laughs> to hockey, I guess. I mean, Andrew, I know your your wings have been a little uh, kind of busy-ish getting rid of Tyler Bertuzzi to the Bruins and retaining some contract. Why are you yeah. helping him out, man? Uh, well, that's the consequences <laughs> of losing to Ottawa in back-to-back nights. Um, heads are going to roll. And, uh, you know, last this time last week I was at LCA. They were pretty handily beating the Rangers, putting this team in a playoff spot, and I was like, "All right, this is, it's it's go time back in Detroit." Well, three regulation losses later, uh, we got Ronick off to Vancouver and Bertuzzi off to Boston, and I I, I don't think Steve Eiserman's done. He's got too many draft picks, too much, too many weapons, and. I haven't tuned into the Seattle game, but judging by the four to four score at the end of regulation, it's pretty much the message was if you don't play well tonight, you're going to be the next one out. So, oh my word, I cannot yeah. imagine. <laughs> uh, so it's 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 been it's been an interesting time to to be a Red Wing fan. Um, I was kind of hoping for maybe a, a little taste of some postseason action. Looks like we might have to wait till next year, but at least it's not 2019 all over again. I can say that much. Yeah, right. I mean, hey, if you want to send us Rasmussen, I wouldn't be upset. No, well, he's out. He's out for the year, so uh, good luck. I, with I, I, I know. I, <laughs> hey, hey, throw your name with the board and see who we can go get. I mean, why not? I mean, Don, I mean, Don Waddell's come out of nowhere and just be like, hey, we're gonna give like one draft pick for this guy. 
give up a pro- give up a prospect for this guy. Well, actually, it was just rights for someone to get this guy. So I mean, why not? The Hurricanes can go and do something like that. So I mean, so it's not going to be a super long episode. It's our it's our trade deadline ish special. Um, the Hurricanes have made a couple moves this week. Uh, we are going to talk about that. We are going to try to put in some perspective of the Timo Meyer trade because I know a lot of people were all in on Timo Meyer, and I, all of our social media was kind of like we saw a lot of different conflicting like prospects or roster guys that would have left for that trade. And luckily, since we got our good friend Ronaldi here, who actually covers the prospects of our team, the Hurricanes, uh, we're going to try to see what actual pieces would have fit in that weird cat what would you call it a weird trade or a mess of whatever that was called for <laughs> team of Meyer going to jersey for a bunch of dudes and picks and one of the guys automatically get waved like the same night, <laughs> the same night just because yeah i the team it was weird because it looked like we could have been all in on it and like i know everyone wanted to give like an arm and a leg to get him um yeah. but i don't know it's been weird. Like I would, I would have been excited for him too. Again, for every piece we bring in, I'm still like, where are we going to put them? Mm-hmm. But that one, I don't know. It, it's it sucks that we. Did. It sucks more that the Devils got him than that we didn't get him. And that's what I've been saying from the get go. Is it just sucks when your opponent gets it? Like I would have rathered someone in the West. <laughs> It's, it seems it seems that the Western Conference just wants to overload the East apparently because everyone is just migrating to the to the Eastern Conference. But yeah, it's it's because the fact that the Devils didn't give up any of their good guys, like any of their good prospects, like they're all still there. Like even like current roster guys who like people thought would be really good are somehow still there. So I mean, I don't know, it was just a weird trade overall. I mean, we would have gotten it been great, but I think just looking at that and then how much like Meyer wants on top of it. It's a lot. That's such a, that's a, such a I, huge. And ask. I know. Well, I know they wanted. They thought we could easily match it, but I do think. I think they went with that offer because we weren't going to budge on anything else, which I think was going to be. Um, how do you say his name? Nikish Nikishkin Nikish. Is that how you say it? Oh, 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 Nikishin. No. Yeah. From because I thought we're not going to. Yeah, not going to budge on him. We weren't ever going to budge on Jarvis, which like I think all the West were wanting our young players. And I think one of the things to keep in mind with the trades is a lot of things we're not doing because the West wants, if they're giving us a player, they want some of our young Mm -hmm. players. Uh, If you look at the core age of our group, um, the majority of our main guys are 25 and under. So if you, if you look at all of the other teams, you're like, well, Boston and the Rangers and all of them, they're all stacking up and all these, why aren't the Canes doing it? But the Canes also realized that, yeah, we really want to push for, I mean, you always want to push for the cup and yes, we're going to go through another playoffs. We want to get through the second round, all of these things. But when you have a core that young and have so much potential and so much chance together, Mm -hmm. these other teams don't have to worry about sacrificing that the way we do. And so right. the West is obviously going to be like, you have all this young talent. Can we have that in return for this? And Don has been over, like nonstop being like, no, we're not going to trade that because yeah, again, we want to go for it. But at the same time, the Cranes have never been a team that is like all in now and then screwed in the future. We've never been that team. Yeah. Well, you, you look at Tampa. I don't think Tampa has a pick in the until like round six of this draft coming up. So they got like, unless they're going to start fire sealing almost everyone before the draft, which I doubt they're going to do now, they're going to be just sitting ducks in that draft. No pun intended. Unless they're, unless on draft day they're going to start like training dudes away to try to get back picks. Like you're sitting, you're waiting until round six to do something. That's kind of brutal. When you got to well, you're basically just you're just sitting there in your hands, not really doing anything. Yeah, and there's a lot of teams now that are going to be way over cap beginning next season like there's a ton of things you have to factor in and a lot of them are gonna have to deal with that because you can't forget with our young core we also have a lot of contracts coming up that we're gonna have to figure out and they're Mm -hmm. not guys like before where we had guys on like a one year and we're like oh we're easily not gonna resign them we have guys that we want to get signed back and you would rather keep that core group together than try to do any sort of giant rebuild again you don't have to because you have all these young guys and you have young guys coming up 
from the wolves. <laughs> so it's like, it. I don't know. I, I'm glad we haven't gotten something crazy because I don't think we, I like that we're not willing to throw in everything just for mm. one, like, go. Because I also, you can't guarantee it. You can't guarantee, like, one, like, yes, it would have been good to have Timo Meyer, but, like, you can't guarantee, like, we throw out the hypothetical of, like, would you trade away your best player if you had the guarantee to win the cup? Well, yeah. I mean, you have that guarantee, but me getting Timo Meyer on my team does not guarantee I'm going to have the cup. Brynamore's even said it. He's like, you don't want to sacrifice. You, you can get that, but you're not going to know how the chemistry is going to go. Mm-hmm. You can't, like, they still have to adjust. We've still seen again, again, and again. Burns had to adjust to our system. Chatfield had to adjust to our system. Like, new guys had to adjust because, again, the Canes are weird. We play weird. And our P- if, if you notice at the beginning of our season, our PK was weird. And it, we're like, why isn't it as good as it used to be? New guys had to learn it because it's not something that just like comes to you. So, yeah. you know, I mean, like everyone's like Florida last year was an absolute lag and they outscored pretty much everyone, couldn't do anything in the second round. Yeah, Boston's on a historic run. Anything can happen in the playoffs because welcome to hockey. Anything can happen in the playoffs. So, I mean, Andrew, I, mean, I know we're kind of talking about the team on Myers trade. And I know, like I said, people were throwing out like different dudes left and right. Like, who would have factored into this trade and stuff. But like from your perspective, if you had to somehow guesstimate or if you would think of like what, how to fit that package in for the Hurricanes, like what prospects would you even think might have fit in that trade with the Sharks? Well, I think when you you kind of look at uh, Mook Maladine, who got traded um, from New Jersey to San Jose, he was a first round pick of theirs a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, big potential coming over. I th- See, unfortunately, I don't keep up with much with the Russian prospects. So, like, I want to. Uh, yeah. If if you think he was maybe other than Luke Hughes, he was probably their best defensive prospect. So you're looking to ask up to trade Scott Morrow, let's say. Right. Um, different kind of player, but similar kind of um, similar kind of ceiling. Uh, Fabian Zetterlin's another guy in there. You probably, I would probably liken him to to Jack Drury, a solid two way two way center, mm-hmm. young, up and coming. Still got a lot of room to grow. And and you're throwing in a, a package of draft picks and everything. And and Cap brings up a good point. This isn't a, a team that's that's built to, for solely the win now aspect yeah when you're boston when you're tampa and your cores in their mid to late 30s first round and marshawn a first round pick in 2024 doesn't matter so when tyler bertuzzi's on the market it, it, what what are you going to do with the late first that's not going to make an impact on your team for another four years when you're already going through the rebuild you want to win right now so it's right the, these different teams that are out here that are kind of mortgaging the future have a different mindset than what Carolina's trying to build. I I know you want to go for the, like the big home run bat, but sometimes you got to play small ball. You got to, you know, I, I, I really like the the Puyu Yarvi pickup. It's very low risk. And I mean, I don't know how high the reward could potentially be, but in the right fit, he's got history with Ajo it's it it could potentially pay dividends and it's it's okay because you know next year the canes are going to be right back there in the picture there's going to be a new deadline new guys on the market see if you want to what you want to purchase then you know i don't yes team team Meyer is is the big uh you know the big prize of the day and, and everything um is it is it worth mortgaging that that future i think Don Waddell wants to keep that window open as long as he possibly can. When you think about the the contract extension and everything and and how you're going to build the roster with the cap in mind, um, you know, guys looking for their paydays and everything. It, it's These are all factors that come into play. I'm sure you – obviously, everyone would love to have Timo Meyer on their team. I would love to have Timo Meyer on the wings. We're not making a play. <laughs> but – so you know you just got it you got it's all about the right fit and it's all about the direction of the team both short and and long term and yeah, right, it, yeah you see everyone else in division making moves and you want to make one as well you know i mean you're going through the rangers and the devils and the bruins to get to the cop that's just just what it's going to be and yeah, yeah right and, and that's the th- and that's the thing that we've said on this podcast on a 
um, hundreds of times. It's like Don Waddell, he's even said it, and it's been in the athletic, it's been with you know, from Walt Ruff, like everyone in general, it's like Don Waddell is not going to make a move just to make a move. He's not going to just be like, oh, these guys are making these big moves. We got to go and do something with it. It's like, no, he's not going to play into the mind games of, okay, we're going to go into a bidding war or we're going to, oh, we got to make a move to go get this guy. Like I said, Tampa gives up like a billion picks and Cal foot for a bottom six Tanner Janot. <laughs> or you or you you see Arizona for whatever reason giving up giving giving up chicken for three picks because they sat on him for an extra year or you know like it's just it's like and then you see like the you know Arizona being a, a third team for multiple teams and like you see Patrick Kane now as a New York Ranger of all things and Jonathan Quick goes to Columbus for like a cup of coffee it's just it's <laughs> It's just a weird thing. It's like, in, like you said too. It's like you can't just compare. Like oh, every team has to do the exact same thing. That's just not how it works for the Hurricanes. And Kat said too. We, we've always been a short term and a long term team. We are going to get better in the short term, but we're not going to go and absolutely blow up the future for it go, well, to go do that. That's and like you said. The window is so much bigger in Carolina because we're doing the small things to make it worth. We're going to get there. We're not going to do it all now and then just be like, oh well, we didn't win the cup. Well, but now we, we're screwed for the next three seasons because we just gave up everything. Well, I mean, if you look at it besides Tampa, um, all the other teams that have recently won the cup haven't been s- super successful the following years. And like, yeah, you won the cup. Like that's that's the ultimate prize. So you can't look down on that. But they haven't been su- super successful the following years. And I think, I mean, I know this is a little bit, of a different opinion. I know a lot of Canes fans really feel like our window is closing, which is funny to me because, and I understand it, but I also, and I know it's a part of the factor is because we have the contracts coming up and you don't know how long stall is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also kind of funny because if you had said anything to us in like the dark ages about like, wow, you're going to be in the playoffs. You're going to go for playoff runs for uh, three to four years now. Um, but you are not going to win a cup, but you're just going to keep getting into playoffs. We would have been like, that's amazing. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's amazing. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah. Like, like, and, like conference finals, your first season with Rod Brindamore, multiple playoff runs. Like you're getting like all these guys, you're getting like, like, and like what Andrew said, you get Paul Yarvey who had more points than Sebastian Ajo did in the world juniors in 2016. Like people want to keep crapping on like, Oh, he's not good, but it's like, okay, maybe he's just wasn't getting utilized in Edmonton because I think, we, I think we have a knack of finding – they've mostly been Finns, um, but a knack of finding players that had that have potential. They weren't being utilized, and so we grab them because we know we have a coach that can and mm-hmm. players that they're comfortable and like to play with that makes it even more exciting for them to, like, do their growth. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't think our window is cr- closing – and by saying that, I'm never going to be like, I'm happy if we lose second round or first round. Like, I'm yeah, that's not yeah. that's never anyone's goal, but I'm not going to be like, oh, once once we're at like, we're done, like, we're going to be bottom of the league. And it's like, no, we're only going to get better and like continue. So, yeah, I, I, I w- yeah, I would like a more of a consistent because I've seen a lot of people, I think Aaron Manning or Aaron Wrights. I'm sorry, Aaron. I, Aaron Manning writes. Thank you. I I knew it was some combination of that. If you if you want <laughs> very level headed, good takes that are have research behind them and is very like you just take a breath and read. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I her tweets calm me down and I read through them and I'm just like someone put what is in my brain on into writing into a concise way with no cussing and I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we because we share because we share her tweets in our group chat a lot for the search cast, and we always you know, quote tweet and stuff like that. And it's like her stuff is really good. And I she like I had I had I had a point for that. But I kind of forget what it was now, but like the, the fact that she's she's put it out there in terms of the ways that like you look at the team, it's kind of like they. It, I would rather have sustained long term, like have a bigger window and more consistent hockey, and then go in and absolutely just going all in for one or two seasons and then you have a massive drop off in the next like three four years like 
Andrew, I hate to bring this up, but like the Red Wings, after all the huge contracts and all that, and you know the the, the years with you know Eiserman, you had Dotsuk and Cronwall and all those guys. It's like we hate to put salt in the wound, but let's talk about it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Andrew. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm I'm the one who got to see four Stanley Cup championships before I graduated high school. So who's the real loser here? Uh, and one of them had to be one of them had to be against us. I uh, appreciate you for that. Two thousand two. But but it's like you, like you said, you get all these contracts, you go all in, and after a while, it's like your farm system isn't really there, and it's kind of like okay, now you're gonna have to try to go through a rebuild. Like the Blackhawks are now gonna have to go through a rebuild because they had a dynasty, but after a while, it's like you start running out of steam, and it's just bad trades happen, and contracts don't work out, and stuff like that. I like the fact that the Hurricanes aren't a team that's going to be like, oh, we're going to go give uh, Seth Jones insane contract like that or go and give, you know, five guys on the Maple Leafs a $10 million-plus contracts, and they got to go and try to, like, fit everyone else in into the system too. So, yeah, you said too, Cal. Like, you look at Sebastian Ajo's got to get re-signed at some point. Slavin, Shea, Pesci. We just got Gossesburg, which we'll talk about that, tra- talk about that trade in a bit. He's going to be UFA after this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Hurricanes are going to talk to him. Like, hey, we want to keep you long term because we think you're going to be really good here. Because imagine him as like our fifth D man on the third pair with Sheffield. That's going to be amazing because he's young. I think he's like 20, almost, I think he's 24, almost 25. Like, that's a young dude. And it's like, I like the fact that we they're going to make it work with young guys who are good. They're going to develop them, but also give them good contracts. And like we said, we have a lot of contracts we have to figure out too at some point. Like, Piotr is going to be one of our goalies next year. And then the thing is, who's he going to be with is the question. Do you bring Anderson back? Do you bring Ranta back? Or do you go and get someone else in the offseason to bring up with him? Who who really knows? So it's like, I understand you want to get better and you want to make your team better and more stacked. But it's like, how are you going to make that work going into next season? Because Vancouver's already over the cap next year. We're not even in next season yet. Vancouver's already over the cap. Vancouver is a totally different animal. They are just well, this, this, one of the worst managed teams I've ever seen in my life. It isn't. Well, it's it's Rutherford. I'm not if, speaking from Hurricanes fans. We're not really surprised by this. It's just <laughs> that, yeah, that's a whole enigma in itself. But like Boston's now over. Well, they were over the cap, and they're not going to be over the cap now because of Tyler because Taylor Hall's going to LTIR. But they were over the cap at like five hundred thousand after getting Bertuzzi. But it's just like or Tampa's in. Somehow Tampa still somehow navigates the cap situation, even though they keep bringing guys in and everything else they're doing. Speaking of, I love, I love that they they mentioned the NHL mentioned they said by the way, trading for injured players at cat at the trade deadline, all this stuff they'll be like, will be monitored when it comes to them in the playoffs and the cap. And everyone was just like, LOL, remember when Bettman said that this wasn't an issue and everyone in the comments was all like, okay, Tampa, we're watching you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Cause uh, LTIR, hmm, Kucherov, very interesting how that worked out. But no, like, like the long winded tangents or rants, I guess we're trying to say is, is like, Yes, we want to make moves. Yes, we want to get better. Yes, you don't want to keep getting out knocked out of the first or second round. But at the same time, it's like, don't give up the future just to make a move. And people are like, well, that sounds good and all, but I would like to win a cup and blah, blah, blah. It's like, guys, it's like hockey. <laughs> GMs know what they're doing. Like, that's why they get paid the big bucks, especially with Don Waddell. He's made some really solid moves. He's not going to go and just get guys just to get guys and then go blow up the future. Like, we want a sustained run for a long time. We, I want consistent hockey every year. I want consistent playoff appearances. I want what the Red Wings have when they have like 20-plus years of playoff hockey with some cups sprinkled in the middle of that. So, I mean, if you want to do that, you've got to be right about it. So, it's just – it's it's one of those things. I don't know. It's, it is what it is. But, yeah, it's like, so there's, there's been a lot of wacky trades um, – over the last few days, and I think it's just going to get more crazy since the fact that the trade deadline's tomorrow. Uh, when everyone hears this, it'll be in the morning, so you will get a little search cast before the trade deadline, so we'll see if there's any more trades. Probably. I won't be surprised at this point, but so let's jump into some trades real quick. So the Hurricanes did trade on the 28th. Um, Don Waddell special, completely out of the left field. This dude would, like... Didn't even think of this guy was even on the radar for the Hurricanes because 
not this trade season. I think another time we've mentioned him, but not yeah, not this time. <laughs> it's, it's it's just funny when you see kind of like, oh, the Hurricanes are talking to this guy. Surprise! Here, here's this guy instead. All right, how um, do you say his name, Zach? <laughs> yeah, I know it's Yesse Pulio Yarvi. If I was even close to that, um, Pulio Yarvi, something like that. Yeah, it's Yesse. Um, so the Hurricanes did trade uh, Patrick. <laughs> we have Andrew's uh, nod of approval. Yes, that is how yeah, you say I, it. I like Cat's pronunciation. Sorry, Jack. yeah. See, see, Cat's not mine. Um, so I don't, Andrew. I don't know if you know the. I know it's just the signing rights because he was technically AHL slash junior. It's Patrick Pustola. Am I even close to that? I'm not sure. I, I believe it's uh, Pustola. Pustola. Okay. Um, so the Edmonton Oilers did get him back. We did get Jesse Pul- Yesse Polio Yarvi. Um, it picked up his three million dollar contract. Nothing was re- Edmonton didn't retain. We got the full three million. Um, I think I have to, I think he's an RFA after this season. So technically, the Hurricanes still have him because of, of the restricted free agent status. But I mean, Which, Andrew, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Kat. My first take before Andrew, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Um, I think it's an interesting take because he's played with Aho before um, and they play really well together. I think mm-hmm. it's interesting because, again, one of our hot takes on the Surge cast is that we have an idea that if we lose a player, it would be Turbo. And this mm-hmm. might be an interesting replacement because he has chemistry with Aho before. And he's a little bit, but he's a different skill set than Tavo because he gives so much more size. Mm-hmm. And he, because he talks about his size and his four checking. And so it's, and again, we haven't really seen what he can do. But again, Rod has a tendency to bring out good in guys. So that's my interesting take is I feel like they're maybe thinking that he could take that spot if needed eventually. Yeah. Because we talk about the world juniors. Uh, I think he had 16 points compared to top. Uh, Compared to Aho, it's I think like fourteen or something like that. Yeah, so he had they, more. Yeah, so like they went off to win the gold in sixteen for the World Juniors, or not the. No, whatever. They won, won the gold in sixteen. It's been a long day. I've been up since like six in the morning. Just leave me alone. The fact that I'll say this: he's I'm been, on cold I'll, medicine. You have no <laughs> room. <laughs> I just like the fact that it's like people. National people, shocker and a half, want to talk about, oh, Kings are on brand. They get a guy who creates offense but can't finish. It's like, okay, well, maybe he just wasn't used right in the system and he has chemistry with Ajo and he's going to make things work. It's like the Hurricanes aren't, like Rod says all the time, as long as you're doing your job, that's all we want you to do. Score sheet, score sheet stuff is great. But if you're doing your job to make the team better, that's where what you want you for. So that's how it usually works. I mean, so Andrew, I know you didn't really get to cover this guy very much because it was like it was it was right steel, so it didn't really matter. But like what like where are your thoughts overall when you saw this trade come out of absolutely nowhere for the Hurricanes to get uh yes? Sir. Yeah, I mean, you know, I as I said we've talked about their his history with Aho on the national stage and everything. You know, to me, I, I know Yesse is uh he's a big analytics darling. You know, everyone loves how how he drives the play and how he's very effective on the four check. I I like his history, his history with Aho. I, I, I think the best thing for him is that he's gonna be um he's gonna have I think his role is gonna be a little better defined and moreover he's gonna have a consistency behind the bench uh Edmonton I believe he already knew three coaches and um it's you know you get one guy telling you something they fire him new guy comes in he gets fired new guy comes in you're getting three different messages it's hard to it's it's hard to sustain for a young player yeah it really is I mean the only thing the only thing where I'm kind of alarmed at is um if he's not finishing when he's on Connor McDavid's wing, where is he going to finish? So that's the only thing that really popped up in my head. But again, if, if he can just, a lot of times it's just confidence for a young player to come in and to just have a change of scenery, have a coach who, you know, he knows isn't going to get canned in the next month. 
have players and teammates who who just have different who work with them a little differently. I, I think it I think I think it can work. And what did it cost the signing rights to a player who might not even come over to North America for all we know? So yeah, it's low risk and and potentially a solid return on that risk. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, we've I mean, look at Jesperi Cook and Yemi. Like everyone thought he was kind of washed in in Montreal. Turns out Montreal was still so back in their ways of how to develop guys. They weren't even develop him correctly. Of course, he went through a bunch of coaches. They didn't really give him a lot of confidence. He comes to Carolina. He, I think our last episode that we did with um, Mike Maniscalco, or it was even with, um, yeah, I think it was the Mike Mike Maniscalco episode after we were done interviewing him. Um, he was he had like nine points in his last like 11 games. Like he's been on an absolute tear. And it's because of the fact that he had a coach who believes in him, actually gives him ice time, and he works with well with this team. So it's like, the Hurricanes can find those guys that people think are not good and make them like what they're supposed to be and make them fit in a role. Because a lot of people think that Kakanyemi is going to be like the we here at the search cast think that he's the next Jordan Stahl, which would be fantastic. Because if we get Jordan Stahl 2.0 out of him for the next seven seasons, absolutely fantastic. I'm all here for it. So if that's the same thing the Hurricanes can do with the essay, sign him to what give him like a, a Martin Nietzsche's two, three-year prove-it deal to see what you can do. You're still young. You know, we got you with basically the Finnish Hurricanes at this point because we got like five Finns on this team because Finns get wins. It will be fantastic to see what he can do. And I'm, I thought it was a great trade. Like I said, he's young. Put him on a good line, see what he can do. Give him a, a small, decent contract extension, see what he can do. And, I mean, the fact that you're giving – all you had to give up was some rights for this guy, not upset about it. We talked about it. Great chemistry with Ajo, I think it's a solid move that is, like you said, Andrew, low-risk, high-reward possibly, and it might work out for the Hurricanes. Another Donald L. Fleece chat like we've seen most recently. So, I mean, not bad at all. Um, so, the other trade that was very interesting, because I know everyone kept talking about Arizona. Um, Chickering was part of the deal. Like, we've heard Chickering. We talked about Nick Schmaltz. Nick Schmaltz still could be on the table. I know he's hurt, so probably not now. But I you mean, think, before I think they said we weren't in on him anymore. Oh, okay. I think I, I, I think I the so. I think the Puyu Yarve one um, kind of took that away that we didn't right. that we weren't going for Schmaltz anymore. Yeah. Uh, but this next one was another was a rumored one of mm-hmm. this season, um, along with honestly. Um, our friends of the pod, Jules and Colin, both mentioned that they would like to see this guy and or Chikrin, um part of our squad. So it's kind of nice that we got one of the two. Yeah, for um, sure. But I, we I, love we love to get the guys with the crazy names, of course, though. Yeah, right, for sure. Because I know Logan Krause has also been mentioned for the hurt, you know, in a, in a potential trade stuff like that. I'm not really sure. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Clayton Keller to get out of there because that kid needs <laughs> he needs to change the scenery. Someone needs to save him, but. Sign the contract, <laughs> have fun being stuck there with nobody. Um, so yes, so as Kat said, guys with interesting names, I would love to see Wade Minner try to make a goal call for this guy because it's gonna be very interesting. Um, because you know, he, he for, both of them. for both of them. Oh, it, oh my gosh, it's, <laughs> it's gonna be absolutely insane. I'm I'm waiting for someone to catch like a, a audio clip of Wade trying to do a goal call for this. Um, so the hurricanes with the with the Arizona Coyotes. Only gave up a 2026 third round pick. So we're talking like three seasons from now, not this year, not 2024, 2026. I think this isn't the most fleeciest of fleece jobs in this. The Don Waddell special. The super Don Waddell special with a little extra, you know, a little extra fries on the side. Uh, Gave up a third rounder and got Shane Goss's bear. Ghost bear. Or ghost bear. I mean, for. Uh, no retention on that one either. That's four and a half. I think the Canes are now at like three and a half. Like I've seen two and a half. I've seen three. I've seen three and a half. I don't know where the Hurricanes specifically are at. So it's like um, two to three. And then we've got a hell of a lot of prospects still to use if needed. Right. Exactly. So it's definitely going to be very interesting. I think right now they're saying the projected cash base is absolutely zero for the Hurricanes. Um curious if it's actually accurate or not but i mean we haven't spent all 10 
We haven't. I don't know why I kept for only saying zero. It's I think because we're going to like ten million. I think with the four and a half and the three, we're probably got like we got between like two and a half and three, three and a half still left over. But I mean, getting Shen Gospear or Ghost or Ghost Bear, which is a fantastic. He's got a nickname on a nickname because he's Ghost. Now he's Ghost Bear. It's we tra- lots of people love to say we traded a bear for a Ghost Bear. I mean, technically, you kind of did, really, if you think about it. But I mean. Honestly, an absolute fleecy is a fleece trades. Like you get a guy whose offensive upside is absolutely insane. Like this dude, he was good in Philadelphia, goes to goes to Arizona. He's even said it himself. He kind of like rejuvenated his career in Arizona, and now the Hurricanes get him for like a, a third round pick three years from now. Whoever who knows what that draft's even going to be like in twenty twenty six. And now you add a guy who's lethal on the offense, but you put him on the power play. He's going to get minutes. People are like, well, where's he getting his minutes from on, th- on the third deep here? I'm like, he's going to get minutes regardless. It's, it's Rod Brindamore. Everyone yeah. gets their minutes. But him and Shaffield together, and then you have DeHaan as your seven? Because he's going to be – he's a little bit more of a defensive liability um, compared to <laughs> – Defensive liability, as, pe- as people <laughs> like to say it now. Compared to some others, um, I mean, it's not as much as – of defensive liability is like say Tony was, but um, he judging by what he's done and just by his scorecard and everything, he's going to give us a little bit extra push offensively, which is great because Chatty has proven that he can cover for that. If he needs to, he is, he has played a slaven role before, so he can slide into that again if needed. Um, so I think it'll be a really kind of dynamic pair to watch and we might see them together soon. Yeah, because I think um, from what they're saying is that he's going to – they're going to see how he looks in camp and stuff – or not camp, but like uh, in practice coming and stuff like that. But because um, he's already in Arizona, the Hurricanes are coming to Arizona tomorrow or today when everyone's listening to the podcast. So it's – I, I like how it's like when Ghost was talking about, oh, yeah, I just got to like go down the hall a little bit to the uh, – I can see what the other locker room's like compared to the one I've been in. So it's, I think it was um, Aaron Fairchild. I think she said it. Um, it was basically it's like the Hurricanes did like a like pickup at, like it did a place an order and did pickup at store type of type of deal. Well, I said just wait till he walks over there and I watch him open the door and he's greeted by a Marty yell. That man's going to be like, I don't know what I walked into. <laughs> oh, that's going to be so because you already get Mr. Sveshikov. I want to see what they're going to do with, a, with the ghost bear and see what they're going to do with him. But it's just ghosty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But no, honestly, I love this pickup. I've always liked Oscar Spare's game. I mean, giving only giving with a third round pick for in three seasons to get this guy. Like I said, you you added so much offensive upside, and a guy who really can anchor another power play unit is going to be amazing. Yet people are like, well, the Hurricanes don't do you know rentals. Here's the thing, though, it was a it's pick- not technically a rental. Sorry. No, it's it's a pick three years from now, and I think the Hurricanes are going to re-sign him. Because, I mean, come on, you get a guy that young, you know you're going to sign him long-term. Like, well, there's no way you don't do it. And his it, it's, cap it is not that bad. Four and a half, I'm fine with giving him five, five and a half, and let's give him for another three, four seasons at this point. Um, I just think – I. You can say he's a rental all you want because like people love to say that we don't like we don't we don't take rentals and I think it's still true even though people are like well he's technically a rental, but the thing is is like if you say he's technically a rental it's because we technically cannot sign him to any more yet like it's just like illegal we can't do it it's not that yeah. we won't we can't do it yet so yeah I guess and right now he's a rental but it's not like it's an our choice as a rental you know what I mean yeah it's it's a lot of it's that. It, extension contract stuff is uh, it's it's the angel it makes no sense i mean andrew <laughs> i know this probably took you by surprise as pretty much a lot of people did when it was just like wait a minute they got him for what like what were your thoughts when you saw the canes getting because i know we talked about on our field past uh discord like okay yeah what were your thoughts um i mean yeah it's it's kind of wild seeing a third round pick about what three years from now um so you're getting uh you're getting uh you know a nice 15 year old kid at some point is going to be impacted (laughs) by this but right (laughs) um yeah 
it's you know overall it's 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 going to be all about a matter of fit I, I i like the idea of playing him with chatfield another guy who can who can move the puck and and skate real well with the puck um there's going to be a lot of 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 offense coming out from the defensive zone in transition hitting these guys up there with speed a lot of ryan warsawski style hockey there which you know i think he took a page out of out of rod's book so a little bit, it's a little bit. I mean, yeah. So if so, if you can, if you can kind of make up because, yeah, he's pretty, pretty famously uh, uh, notorious for. I mean, a lot of power offensively. Kind of, you know, want a little more on on the back end. You know, a little more responsibility there. But you, right. you, you know what you're getting, and I don't. I think in in those kind of of sheltered roles where, mm-hmm. and you know, he's not being relied on for heavy minutes you can kind of give him those offensive zone starts and and focus on his strengths rather than and put him out there in a in a top pairing role where he's going to get lit up by another team's top line that's that's working the puck along on his side all night right yeah so i i think you know again it's another low risk move um that that brings a lot of potential to uh, bring you know a lot of success into this lineup. Yeah, for sure. Like like you said, it's it's one of those things where you know you put him on the third D pair with Chaffield. Chaffield's been absolutely amazing this year. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, seeing him play in Chicago, um, it, it's it's going to work out perfectly. So um, it's just it's one of those things where having him with a guy like Chaffield who's been playing great all year and stuff like that, that wouldn't be a bad option. And you know, doing the uh, um, power play and stuff like that. He's he's gonna get his minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't see why he won. So I mean, because you're not gonna break up Slavin and Burns. You're not gonna break up Shea and Pesci. That like the top four is good. You know, you figure it out with Gosses Bear. You know, you still got Dahan. I mean, Dahan can play on both sides. Chaffee can play on both sides. So I mean, it's one of those things where you know you got more versatility on that. Coglin eh, might we might be seeing him either in Chicago or we might be seeing him in a in a trade. I know a lot of people keep saying Calgary. Maybe Tyler to Foley. I'm not sure. I know they were talking about Lindholm at some point, but Lindholm, I don't know. It's like I know the cap it for Lindholm and to Foley are a little bit high. So I'm kind of see if they're going to do some retentions or Coglin's part of the deal. Well, and now people are not wanting like even <laughs> Jules loves him, but even she said is like I don't know if I want him just because it would be the one thing about trades is like it's kind of un- like the guys have to get up and move really quick, and the one thing that'd be unfair to Lindholm is him having to leave his family right now because his kids in the NICU. So, I mean, we've seen them like literally tell guys when they're at practice or warming up or something. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. Um, I would hate it. Um, I would still be excited if he came back to us. Um, But I, I personally think like, I know people are scared that that's all we're going to do. And Good Lord, um, that was all the TNT cast could talk about the other night. Um, but yeah, I, na- I national still hockey have, media. Gosh, I still, I just, we are, I understand for Canes fans to like be a little freaked out just because they know the team and they're like, we see some of the flaws and we would really like to see something addressed with the power play and things like that. I can understand us being so like, oh my gosh, like, can we please do something? Um, not that I always agree with it, but I can understand it. Cause I'm like, right. yeah, some of those own doubts come in for me as well. I don't like it when the TNT guys who, first of all, sometimes just barely know anything about us, um, but are all about the way they're talking about us, not having done anything at the trade week. And just in general, the way they're talking about us, you would have thought we were like one of the teams barely getting into a wild card spot rather than the team leading their division and second place in the league. So I don't know. I, I have trust that Don has another um, trade. Again, they said they were going to make a splash. I don't think, I don't even think by their standards, anything that we've done so far has been a splash. No. Um, no and so they didn't even say it was this season. They said they're going to get aggressive. Yeah. They didn't say when. So. True. And I mean, so far they've been true and they've been honest to us where they said, we're not trading any roster players. That's true. I don't think, I think, again, 
what they said is going to be true. They're not going back on it. We've said it multiple times. None of the roster players are going to be out, which is good because Rod has talked multiple times about how that affects the players' mentality Mm -hmm. this whole week, just being like, am I going or am I not? What is going to happen with me? Um, I... I, I have a, a little bit of idea that Don's going to pull something out of his back pocket and going to surprise us all. We have till three o'clock tomorrow. He's done it until like what, like 10 seconds left or something before. <laughs> so yeah, this man can get it done if he needs to get it done. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, Andrew, I know you with the wolves and stuff like that. I know Coglin might be the only roster guy that might get moved because the fact he's, he hasn't really played a whole lot this year. And I don't know if he's going to be, I, I'm not sure how the waiver thing works with him. I'm not sure if he can clear if he has to clear waivers or he's good. I'm not sure about that. I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but um, but let's say the Hurricanes go make a do another move. I guess like what what prospects would you say? We know Nikishian's probably a, a no go for any trade because the Hurricanes really like his upside because he just set the record for defensemen in terms of points for SKA. So I doubt he's going to be going. The fact that he's just that good at that young of an age, like, is there any other prospects that you would even deem untradeable? Or in like, if there are guys that are getting a move, who do you think is the most likely Wolves to be kind of on their way out in a in a in a potential trade with a day left? Yeah, <laughs> I I would say the only player on Chicago who I would deem untouchable would be Kochekov. Well, right. Of course. I mean, I mean, that's kind of like a that's a that's kind of like a. We don't even thing. count him down there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he's just no. chilling until next season. It's all right. Right. So, uh, other than that, I mean, for as much as I I like guys like you know Jameson Reese, Jack Drury, Vasily Ponomarev, uh, I mean even Ryan Suzuki, if 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 that's going to move the needle on a player that you really like and think is going to get it done and like i said is isn't the rental and might come with a term or an extension you know it's i i i would say any of those are are free to go now i'm saying this because i you know i as from personal experience i i did wasn't expecting some of these guys to get moved over here in detroit and yet here we are talking about it so yeah right i um you know it's there's there's a lot of guys with a lot of bright futures there in Chicago, but I don't think any of them are so bright where they're completely untouchable. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, Jack Drury's on the trading block and, you know, Carolina's looking to get rid of them. It's just right. it's, it all it's all depends on what the ask is. And but he uh, is the hot commodity like of all the trade rumors. His name has come up the most of being something that would go back to a team asking for something because of his skill alone, but also um, it's going to be a little harder for him to crack art onto our team as showed from like this season where we thought he would be more of a shoe in. Um, so it's, it's kind of an in-between of that of like, yeah, we wish we could keep him to play with us. It might be taking longer to play with us. He's also a hot commodity for other teams that are lacking in that young skill department. Oh, yeah, that's, that, 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 that sounds like, the- I thought he was heading to San Jose for sure. I uh, I thought Ryan Wolkowski was going to be all all about like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take this kid who he was pretty. If it wasn't for Josh Levo being an absolute machine, I thought Jack Drury was probably the best player on the Wolves in that Calder Cup run. So I that I I'm, mean, I'm sure he was lobbying for it, but San Jose decided to go in a different direction. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, you know we. We couldn't keep Petrolsky and that kind of like, huh, huh, that would that would been great. We kept him, but even then, he's kind of like just chilling in Coachella Valley still for whatever well, reason. He's, he had surgery on his knee and he's out for the year. So, well, 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 that I that I understand. But I'm just talking about too. It's like he kind of was like just like you would think he would have been in Seattle at some point this season before the surgery, but even then, it's kind of like so. You, it, it definitely is tough, like because like, like what are you supposed to do then at that point like you know, like we want to keep all these guys I mean I don't see I don't think Maxime I don't see Maxime Lachois leaving like I don't think they're gonna trade him I mean but like you said who really knows anyone's kind of free on the table I would like to keep him because I really like his potential upside he's mm-hmm. good but like you said who really knows it's a guy that's gonna make it something work in the future why not but I don't know. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, plus the Wolves have been kind of on a lower. So this is our trade deadline special, but of course you're here. We got to talk a little bit about the Wolves too, because I mean, we we need a Wolves update. They've been playing pretty decently as of late. I know, I know, on the Holy Grill where we kind of, you know, I'm kind of filling in for a little bit for you guys over there. But I know we talk about them on the pod a little bit, like kind of heating up a little bit there, uh, Andrew. Potential playoff spots? I'm not saying the P word just yet, but they, <laughs> they are. Knock on, knock on wood. Don't, don't yeah. do what happened to the monsters when Deanna <laughs> talked about them and instantly just started falling off the cliff again. Yeah, they. so I'm I'm trying to keep the same energy because I'm worried I'm going to upset the vibes if I don't. Um, yeah, your vibes have been very for, interesting in terms of like talking about the Chicago Wolves on the podcast, yeah, right? Um, but as of, I mean, their their February was incredible. Max Lajoie, one player of the month, and and the A. Rightfully so, rightfully uh, so. Yeah, five goals, nine assists. He he's been incredible, and I, it's 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 been a combination of factors. They started off really rough. They. Yeah. Um, you know, the, they weren't healthy. A lot of guys got dinged up. A lot of guys got called up to Carolina. You don't have Kochekov for two months. and Oh, yeah. It was were, like a lot of guys left, too, in the offseason, too. I mean, a lot of guys got traded away. So, like, we, like that's a lot of roster upheaval, rattling yeah. a Calder. The thing, yeah, the thing about the, the AHL is that I, I always circle back to that DJ Khaled meme of him suffering from success. And... <laughs> You know, you you win you when you win a championship. Every other every franchise in the NHL is looking at like what can these guys bring to our franchise, and you're right, exactly. All of these. I mean, you're seeing Nason with the Canes. You're seeing Chatfield with the Canes, which is what they want. Like long term, that's what they want. Absolutely, and and so. It's it, it it's you never it's very rarely you're gonna see a team come back and repeat that kind of success that Chicago had last year. New coach, uh, you know, it's it, it, a lot of factors right yeah, through sure. the early season struggles, but now they're kind of starting to gel. They're getting healthy. They got right Suzuki's back, Mackenzie McEachern's back, and they're they looked really good against Grand Rapids. I mean, a couple of those plays were just really pretty, and you see this team kind of starting to gel. And, you know, Tortorella said it the other day very well about the importance of getting your your minor league teams into the playoffs and getting these prospects through a, a playoff run and getting them, you know, accustomed to playing these meaningful games before you get them up into the NHL. Obviously, most of these guys got a lot of experience from that last year. But when you're looking at, you know, Anthony Honka or Alexander Passion, you know, some guys who are, are brand new out here with. I would have liked to seen uh, Tiaxola kind of hang in there a little bit more before going back to Europe, but it is what it is. Yeah. And, and again, I'm not going to say the P word. They're four <laughs> points out, even though they have two games in hand, but they have a big test coming up this weekend. Uh, Manitoba Moose are one of the hottest teams in the league right now. Yeah, a little bit. It's always difficult to go up to Winnipeg and play up in there. So we'll – We'll see how we'll see how they handle it. I, all I know is that if this team can sneak into the playoffs, there's not going to be a single team in the Central that wants to see Pyotr Kochekov in that in the postseason. So, not at all. Even though you just said the P word, even though you said you didn't want to, you said it. I said if. I'm not saying they're going okay. to or they won't. Okay. I'm saying if. Yeah. Also, yeah. also, Andrew, I want to point out because you mentioned him earlier with, and I know on that podcast, I think I butchered his name, but talking about Max. Um, he was my forgotten cane a couple of weeks ago and one Mr. Zach Martin couldn't guess who I was talking about, even though I was like, Oh, he's playing. He's an all-star. He's playing like right now. And he was like, I don't know who it is. And I thought I would bring it up and let you know that he is. You, not didn't, you didn't specify what all-star though. You didn't specify what all-star game. <laughs> Zach, I was already done. It was clearly not Svetch. <laughs> I'm trying to save face, okay? And Andrew was there, though, too, and that's even worse. <laughs> Andrew was in Laval for that. You know, it, it's crap. hilarious because he that's not the first time that he was forgotten. They, <laughs> we, we had, so. Oh, yeah. In, oh, my God. We're, we're. 
at the skills competition and they're introducing everyone. So they're going through the players and, you know, the camera's going down the line. It's got Dustin Wolf and then it goes, it, it goes over to Max and the announcer. I saw this. Skipped his name and goes to Riker Evans of Coachella. And Max just does this quick little like confused look and in typical Max Lajoie fashion is just smiling through the whole thing, <laughs> taking it in stride and it's just an absolute beauty as always. But... Oh my gosh. I think I saw that and it zoomed and it went past him and then I, I don't know, did it say his name eventually, but I was just like sitting there and I was watching it and I was like, did I miss it? Like, I think I rewound it just to be like, did, did I have a mini stroke and not hear it? Like what happened? Yeah, well, that, it, yeah. Um, they they eventually announced him at the end, so that, that he got they, a little they, bit of recognition there. Yeah, they, they finally caught it. It's like, yeah, well, you just passed up the, the captain of the Chicago Wolf. <laughs> Great job, guys. I mean, welcome, welcome to the welcome Aww. to the AHL. Even yeah, small mistakes still happen on the grand stage. <laughs> I so good, this- good job, Zach. You have the same as you're you're about the same as their announcer and their <laughs> running of the, <laughs> the AHL All Star. <laughs> I'll just say, hey, the NHL All-Star Classic was a lot better than the NHL All-Star game and the skills competition, I might add. So, I mean, <laughs> I said on the Holy Grail, I think the NHL did it a heck of a lot better than the NHL did. That's for sure, because at least they actually make it fun instead of like, what are we watching? Mm-hmm. So it was, a, it was a lot of fun. I really had a great time in Laval. It's I, I think. I under, I kind of understand the angles that the NHL is trying to work with, but the execution is just so bad. And the AHL just they they keep it simple, they keep it right, and it's I you know I I I enjoyed it. I had a blast from beginning to end. Yeah, I was jealous of the fact that you, like you're just running into mascots on a Ferris wheel and like Chubby the Bear from like from Charlotte. It's got like he's just like Taffy just gets the best of him and stuff like that. And yeah, it's yeah, it's not gimmicky like the NHL because they have like attract the new fans and make it like seem it's just it's it's too much just go back to how it was before like stop with this four division nonsense go back to like east versus west north america versus the world just make it like just go back to something simple don't have to be like oh let's just do like four divisions of teams and it's like it's like no just make it simple (laughs) make it hey less is more and do not bring back the glow puck I will not stand for that nonsense. The boards are a mess as it is. We don't need a glow puck. And also in terms of that, <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> Turn the glow puck era for into all-star <laughs> games. But Andrew, this was a lot of fun, man. Thank you so much for coming on and joining us today, talking about the hurricanes trades, other wacky trades in the NHL, because it's the NHL and chaos thrives during trade deadline week. And also talk about our Chicago wolves. We need a little bit of update about the uh, guys down on the farm who are kind of making a push for the uh, old P word, but we're not going to say it because we don't want to jinx them. We're not going to talk about it. Not going to talk about it. No, I guess <laughs> thank you coming on for a third time, man. This has been this has been amazing as always. Yeah, it's always a good time to to be here uh, again. As always, I appreciate the invite. I love chatting hockey at any and every level. So this is I, I always cherish it. No, that's awesome. So where can people find you and also work on the socials and also check out your amazing articles because they are definitely a must read, I will have yeah. to say. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm pumping my tires here. I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, <laughs> um, Come on, man. You know I got your back. Come on now. <laughs> I, yeah. I, so, you know, you can find both myself and Zach, our works over at fieldpasshockey.com. Um if you want to interact with me on Twitter, uh, you can find me at FPH Wolves. I live tweet during Wolves games. I post memes where I find them applicable. And, you know, I, I again, I always enjoy talking hockey with anyone who is willing to learn or listen or talk trash to me or with people within reason. No, you know, I, I like a little banter, but, you know, leave, yeah. leave, my, leave my family out of it. That's all. <laughs> yeah. For, well, and also, well, you shouldn't even that, have also, to clarify that. Good grief. Gosh, have you seen Twitter lately? It's, it's, oh, it's, it's Twitter. It's I'm a dumpster surprised. fire. It's, well, yeah, especially go, going into like the dog days of like spring and pl- the playoffs mm. are on the horizon and trade deadlines are here and stuff like that. But I mean, you did get some great content with Peter Kachekov. <laughs> 
doing the doing the interview though that was an absolutely amazing amazing yeah, I, I i wasn't expecting nearly the type of interactions with that as i i guess i should have all i have to do is say the word kochekov and canes fans just come out of the woodwork i could literally just tweet out kochekov and i guarantee you it would do better than any of my other tweets regarding the possible p word everyone would be like what what are you talking about why why are you mentioning him what's happening but yeah, he he uh, he was a, he was an incredible interview, and I'm I'm hoping to get out to Chicago there and maybe get some more content before um, at the end of the season. So I hope you right, guys yeah. keep an eye out for that. Yeah, definitely, we'll definitely have to do that for sure. So make, everyone, make sure to go check, make sure to follow Andrew and read his articles. Like I said, always a must read for sure. The cover your Chicago Wolves of the of the American Hockey League. Cat, where can people find you? On the socials. Yeah. Um, as you know, even though I just called it that Twitter is a dumpster fire, you can follow me. <laughs> at, you're not wrong. I mean, you're not wrong. Maniac Chick. Um, I'll be a little less active till three o'clock tomorrow. Um, but oh, uh, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I love talking hockey. Um, I love talking mostly within reason takes on the canes um i love posting silly videos and then um honestly just keeping up with all the news that is whether it's the wolves or with the canes or overall anything hockey is a great time there um you can also find me on instagram and of course tiktok at kvt hunter 74 um where i've been posting a little bit of fun uh trade videos um and then, of course, I also help run the TikTok for the 5GSN network, which is 5Game SN. You spell out 5 and game and then SN. And then if you want to follow any of the other 5GSN socials um, on Twitter, it is 5 and a game SN, all spelled out. And then if you follow us on YouTube, it's 5GSN, um, all I was going to say all numbers, but not spelled out. (laughs) (laughs) The number five, GSN. Um, So that's, yeah, for anything that is the um, Five Minute Game Sports Network, those are all the uh, handles for it. We also have on our, what, link tree, Zach, right? If you missed any of those, um, those are all linked as well. And, of course, you can always find everything that is the Surgecast at, the search cast on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, our recent post go wish our third missing co-host a very happy birthday. Um, and hopefully she will raise a glass <laughs> in return. Oh, Cause oh, I know she's oh, and celebrating. She even said she's going to be it's like trying to get over a uh, weekend hangover. So, you know, you feeling, be- feeling super generous, uh, cap cash app or Venmo her, some money for some drinks if you want just kidding I mean, or not yeah, right. you can if you I, want I, I mean hey she's she's off on friday so she's got like a three-day weekend so she's four straight days of partying for uh one bailey curtis what a life to be for a 22 year old just coming on a straight four-week bender of just like partying it up for your birthday so True. can't do but that yeah. can't can't do that in the in your in your that's where you can 30s. find me you can find um and of course you can find bailey well both help run different things at the Surgecast, and Jules mm-hmm. helps as well. Um, mm-hmm. But again, interact with the Surgecast or any of the 5GSN um, platforms. Yeah, uh, for Bailey, I know she's not here, but we'll do. We'll plug her for her. No, no, she doesn't get it, Zach. We <laughs> plugged her for Venmo and Cash App. That's it. Okay, well that works then. Sorry, Bailey, I tried, but Cat said not today, not today, sir. <laughs> You no. can find if you go to any of our other socials, you'll definitely find her anyway. So it's yeah, it's not it's not that hard. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at one true Zach. That's only true Zach is actually spelled out. It's not the actual number one. Um, find me on Instagram at Zach R Martin twenty two. I post a lot of just hobby stuff on there, hockey, D and D, funny video stuff like that. It's a it's a good time. Just you know, a little bit more of a personal interaction on there. Um, like Andrew said. Part of Field Pats Hockey, one of actually the best place to go to for anything minor league hockey, AHL, ECHL, uh, SPHL, anything in minor league hockey, Field Pass Hockey's got you covered and stuff like that, fieldpasshockey.com. For me, what I do to cover the Charlotte Checkers, it's FPH Checkers on Twitter. If you go to my personal account on Twitter, 
uh, click the link on there, it takes you to my actual author's page where it's just all of my articles and all of my appearances on the Holy Grail. Make sure to check out that podcast too. It's an absolutely amazing podcast. Probably the best AHL podcast out there. Um, so make sure to check that out. And obviously, we can't go and out through an episode without talking about our amazing sponsors at Primal X Hockey. PrimalXHockey.com. Use the code SearchCast to check out for 20% off your order. If you're looking for helmets, stick protectors, outdoor, indoor pucks, if you're looking for merch, hoodies, T-shirts, all that good stuff, they got them there as well. Uh, free U.S. shipping. They also got to pick up at their warehouse. They actually got a little store next to the actual warehouse now. So make sure you go check them out. Help support us to help support them and shop local because they are based in Raleigh, like 10 minutes from the arena. They're amazing people. So make sure promaxhockey.com. Use code SearchCast at checkout for 20% of your order. <laughs> well, that's season two, episode 36 of your trade deadline special. I hope everyone enjoyed this one. I know it's a lot, it's shorter compared to our usual ones, but honestly, though, the last like few episodes. You guys have been showing out for us. We have to just say thank you. I think our last two episodes now with Kane's Stats Brand and Mike Manscalco combined have over 200 downloads. And SearchCast After Dark, it's like under 25 away from 200 downloads as a single episode. And you I'm guys sure, are absolute beauties. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure as soon as they, I mean, they're already really excited, but as soon as they see that the uh, Wolves' one and only Andrew Rinaldi is here, that we will have all the Wolves and Kane's fans tuning in. Um, for a little oh, yeah. little slice of some sanity during this otherwise stressful <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah. Every time we have Andrew on, we get some really solid numbers from a lot of the Kings and Wolves fans. So it's it's good to have our uh, our Wolves guy come on and, you know, update us a little bit about oh, your Chicago Wolves. Glad I can help out. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time for Season 2, Episode 37 of the Searchcast, I'm Zach. I'm Kat. And that was our amazing guest, Andrew Rinaldi. Yeah. We'll see you. We'll see you. <laughs> we'll see you next time here.